0: through holiness today's our victory night and we're talking about how we can obtain victory through living a holy life okay some things i'm going to remind you and some things that holy spirit will teach you and i'm going to take one verse okay and i shared this during one of the uh, fasting and prayers meeting but i wasn't able to expand on it it's taken from genesis 17 1 to 2 genesis chapter 17 verse 1 to 2 okay it's quite very simple it's a verse that we all know uh, by the grace of God and it goes like this and it says when Abraham was 90 years old the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him I am almighty God walk before me and be blameless and I will make my covenant between me and you I and will multiply you exceedingly OK, and one of the things I told you about that I said earlier on, was 99 years seems almost the end of time, even though then it was some it was like middle age. But to us, 99 years seems you're very, very old. Praise the Lord. You're supposed to have even passed on before then. But yet at that time, OK, God appeared to Abraham. What situation are you going through now that you think he has passed the time? What are you going through that you think that, oh, this I've circled this mountain for a longer time. My 99 years has been going on. It's enough that God can meet you at 99 years. If God can meet Abraham at 99 years, he can meet you at any point in your life. Praise the Lord. So let's get that absolutely right. That's the first point. Okay? And the second thing, God appeared and he addressed and I am the almighty God. I am the all-sufficient God. He addressed himself. And anywhere where God addresses himself, he introduces himself to you. Take note in the Bible. Wherever God says, I am, he introduces himself. That means he's, he's guaranteeing something. He's staking his integrity. He's saying this. It's like us now. When you go somewhere, someone will come and say, I am so, so, and so person. He's making an introduction. But God Almighty introduced himself to everyone. I am Almighty God. That means I'm all-sufficient, I can do everything. And all he asked for Abraham were two things. Walk before me and be blameless. Okay? Walk before me. Okay? He wants you to obey him and walk before him and be blameless. Now, my interpretation of blameless there is to be holy. Do you understand that? To be blameless means to be holy. And then what? The someone that has introduced himself to you, what has he said? And I'll make my covenant with you. I'll make my promise with you. I will multiply you exceedingly. It wraps it up there. It wraps it up there. Obedience, holiness, and I'll give you every other thing you want. Brother Daryl said it today. I want your heart. I want you to repent. I want to restore you. I want you to walk before me and be blameless, as Daryl. And I'll make a covenant with you and multiply exceedingly. And we can see the exceedingly happening already in front of us. That is God's promise. That is the kind of victory we're talking about through holiness. Praise the Lord. So I'll just go through several things. And some, several points we'll take. One of the things I usually start with is defining things, okay, that maybe just defining the terms. You know, holiness, some people say, is a term or the state of being holy. In our days, today, as everybody now mentions it uh, as a title, His Holiness, the Pope, or whatever it is. But we also know that holy means to be exalted, worthy of complete devotion when they're talking to a divine being, okay? But at the same time, also, we look at victory on the other side. Overcoming an enemy. Achievement of mastery or something. My sister said she passed her exams and she was victorious in that exam. Am I correct? A struggle or endeavor against all odds. Against all odds, I made it. That is being victory. But a couple of points I want us to take from today as we walk this year in victory. Because I know you and i are going to walk in victory this year regardless of whatever is happening around us in the mighty name of jesus number one point is holiness means obedience okay for us to be victorious we are holiness means victorious means obedience sorry because you cannot be holy without obeying god are you getting me when god appeared to abraham he said walk before me if abraham did not walk before him you would have been blameless. It means you have to cooperate with God. This year, I'm praying that we'll cooperate with God. We have no reason not to. Last year was a year of the word. This is a year of holiness, which means obedience. In 1 Peter 1 13 to 16, it says, Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober. And rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lusts as in your governance, but as he who called you is holy, you also have to be holy in your conduct. Because it is written, be holy as I am holy. As obedient children. That's what God has asked us in that passage. As obedient children. We go to Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate on it day and night. And you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Praise the Lord. I am stressing this. There is no holiness without obedience now you tell me how am I going to obey obeying is obeying reading the word of God and following it to the letter we have a manual it's complete what does the word of God say in anything no matter what we meet ourselves in today in today's life in the office at home what does the word of God say if you can obey that you start living a holy life. Praise the Lord. And I believe most of us are old enough to be able to read the Bible and to know what the Bible is asking us to be obedient to. Praise the Lord. Okay, that's number one. Holiness means obedience. Number two, holiness means God's presence. Holiness means God's presence. Okay? Exodus chapter 3 verse 5 Then he said in Exodus chapter 3 verse 5 do not draw near this place take your sandals off your feet for the place where you stand is holy ground the place you stand is holy ground now what made the ground holy is the ground that we have been walking on day to day is a ground that maybe moses was working on he was tendering the flock maybe the sheep were even eating that bush there but then moses all of a sudden was asked to take off his feet that the place was holy ground now the only thing that made that a holy ground was god's presence the second god left that place that burning bush left that place it would no longer be holy ground but holiness means god's presence and some churches now say okay take over your shoe before you're going to church symbolic or whatever it means but what am i talking here the sandals was not natural sandal was man-made was doing adam's sign they killed animals and the main high skills but god wanted him to be in a holy place and that's very very important For us to live a holy life, we need God's presence. We need to be in God's presence. We need God's presence around there. When God is around, he will help us to go through. But you have to invite him to that situation. You have to invite him to that difficult issue in the office. You have to invite him to that difficult relationship. You have to invite him to that difficult medical situation and call out to him remember one thing if you go to joshua chapter 3 verse 3 to 5 can we read that please joshua chapter 3 verse 3 to 5 i'm reading this scripture so i'll back it up for you will be able to understand where i'm coming from and it says and they commanded the people saying when you see the ark of the covenant of the lord your god and the priests the levites bearing it then you shall set out from your place and go after it yet there shall be a space between you and it about two thousand cubits by measure do not come near it that you may not know the way by which you must go for ye have not passed this way before and joshua said to the people sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the lord will do wonders among you it was not by mistake when the israelites went out the, the ark of the lord went ahead of them always It was a constant. The presence of God was with them. The presence of God went ahead of them. And that is why they were victorious. God's presence was there. So for me and you this year, for us to be victorious means we have to be in the presence of God. We have to invite God there. I'm not asking to run to the church. God is everywhere. You invite him to your situation and you're in the presence of God. You shall be victorious. You're in that hospital bed. The doctors give you a different report. You say, God, come down. A holy God, come down. And you'll be victorious. God will sanctify you. Don't forget what Joshua said to them. Sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. If God is to do wonders in your life, you have to live a holy life. Praise the Lord. Number three, number three, remember your identity. OK? Remember your identity. We always say, when no one is watching, who are you? And I'll go to Daniel 1, chapter 8. And Daniel chapter 1, chapter 8, um, chapter 1, verse 8. But Daniel proposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now, don't forget about this. Daniel was taken captive to Babylon. And a few of them were selected to be in the king's presence. The rest were slaves languishing in a different area. If Daniel wanted to sit down and enjoy a meal himself, enjoy from the adult uh, food offered to idols, who could have done it? But he said Daniel proposed himself. He knew who he was. He knew he was a child of God. This year, you cannot forget your identity. You cannot forget your identity as a Christian, as a child of God, for you to be victorious go to Daniel chapter 3 16 to verse uh, chapter 3 uh, verse uh, chapter 3 verse 16 to 18 and i'll read another set shadrach meshach and abednego answered and said to the king oh nebuchadnezzar we have no need to answer you in this matter i love that part we have no need to answer this matter we're not going to even talk to you about this thing we're not going to even reply to you we're not going to even beg you about this matter this is what these guys were saying If that, if that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning furnace. And he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods. No, we will worship the gold image which you have set up. Oh, I love these three people. I love these children, these uh, Israelites. I mean, when they came, they said, no. They said, God, they remember who they were. And they made it absolutely clear. Absolutely clear. Oh, king, we're not going to argue about this matter. We're not going to beg you about this matter. But our God, which we serve, will deliver us. They gave praise to God. He's going to deliver us. But even if he doesn't deliver us, let it be known. We are writing history books. (laughs) Go and writing your history books that we did not bow down to your gods. They knew their identity. Now, what situation is facing you today that is making you lose your identity? Fear of job loss, sickness, marital problems. But you should know your identity in Christ. You go further down to Daniel six ten to eleven. Also. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, now he was close to the king. He knew the writing has been signed. He knew a decree had been given. He went home and in his upper room, with his windows open towards Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as was his custom early, early days. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before God. He knew it. He knew the right thing. He knew the consequences. But what did he do? He went to kneel down and to go and pray. Hallelujah. These people knew their identity. This Daniel, Shadrach, Shed, uh, Meshach, and Abednego, they were living in a foreign land. It's similar to me and you now. We might not be slaves. But we live in a foreign line that does not share the same faith or religion that we are. But are you? do you deny your faith? Do you stand up that you're Christian? Do you know your identity? Do you know the boldness you have? Perhaps you might not be in this country. Perhaps it's a challenge you're going through. The devil's on the other side. Pulling you apart. But do you know your identity in Christ? There's no other better verse than in Romans 6, 1 to 10, which describes our identity. If you go to that, that verse, Romans chapter 6, verse 1 to 10, Romans chapter 6, verse 1 to 10, in your own time, you, you sit down and you go through it. Okay? I will just take snippets from that uh, Romans 6, 6, 1 to 10. It describes our identity. Do you know what you are? There it says you are crucified with Christ. If you go to that passage, it says you are crucified with Christ. Buried with Christ and raised with Christ. Okay? That's the first part of what you are. Okay? You are crucified with Christ. You are buried with Christ and you rose with Christ. And it also tells you what you are. You are dead to sin, but freed from sin. No matter what the devil comes and tells you, You can always reply to him in that verse. I've been crucified with Christ. I've been buried with Christ. And I'm raised up with Christ. I'm dead to sin. I'm free from sin. There is nothing that can hold you back. And what do you have there? If you go to that verse, it tells you you have a brand new life. You have a resurrected life. So, Mr. Devil, whatever it tells you this year, whatever challenge comes to you this year, This is your identity. This is my identity. I've been crucified with Christ, buried with Christ, raised up with Christ. I'm dead to sin. I'm free from sin. I have a brand new life. So with that, I can live a holy life. I can live a victorious life. Praise the Lord. So I've gone through this. I'll say the first one is holiness means obedience. Second one, holiness means God's presence with you. Number three, remember your identity. Number four, have a good conscience, a conscience. I'm coming to practical terms, practical terms. Your Holy your Spirit, if you're a Christian and you have the Spirit in God with you, you have to be sensitive. 1 Timothy 4.2, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience said with hot iron don't do away with your conscience don't grieve the holy spirit it's a spirit that knows when you have done something wrong that you can run back to God and ask for forgiveness unless you keep a tender conscience spiritual things will be blurred to you if you notice the ways of the world they have they have made they have blurred the lines in your consciousness and that's why things are acceptable praise the lord okay they have said lgbt is your human rights they have blurred it no longer i'm sorry i regret. they have made it very very sweet but god is not asking us for that he's asking us to look at things the way they are we should be very very conscious we should not say in this uh, black lie or white lie. a lie is a lie don't hear words like fornication anymore or adultery say those words are too strong what's the new word now to say i had an affair isn't it they're making it very very rosy so that your conscience will not be pricked am i correct But God is saying we should have a conscience. This year, we need to have a conscience more than ever. That's the only way we can live a holy life. That's why when the Bible says your conscience has been said, God has already seen the end. That's what we're saying we're in the end times. We're in the end times. These are all signs of the end times. And God wants us to live holy lives. So it's very important. Children that are there, youth that are there, NG4C that are there, and adults that are there. Please, let's keep our spirit tender to know what is right and what is wrong. It can be one beza, It can be 500 beza. Whatever is it is right. Even to human beings, how you deal with human beings, You have to deal with them with a tender heart. That's the only way we can live a holy life. That's the only way we can be victorious. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So that was number four. Having a conscience. Now, number five. Okay? Why do you want this? It's so that God will be magnified. This holiness leading to victory is only for one purpose. That God will be magnified. God will be celebrated. You will testify. And that's why I started this meeting with with testimonies. If we go to John chapter 9. John chapter 9, verse 1 to 5. John chapter 9. John chapter 9, verse 1 to 5. And I'll read it quickly. Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must walk through the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Praise the Lord. Now, if it's God's desire for us to have victory, then why should you stop us from having victory? Because all these things pointing out that God's name alone will be magnified. God wants to magnify his name in your life. God wants to magnify His name in your life. So that is the confidence that we have. That we live a holy life. Okay? And God will give us victory. Now we are talking about Father Abraham. Just because Abraham did one thing. He walked before God. And he was blameless. Up to this generation, we are talking of Father Abraham because he lived a holy life he obeyed and lived a holy life so after your time here what are they going to say about you will they say yes he lived a holy life and this was the outcome God's name has been magnified in Abraham's story God's name will be magnified in your life provided he live a holy life in conclusion before we go to prayers okay and it sums up everything up in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. But seek, ye the, the, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek first the kingdom of God. But I want to zero in on that word. And his righteousness, and his righteousness. Thank you, Brother Shashil. I'd like to add his righteousness. And you can change the word, and his holiness. To be like more like him. And all these things shall be added unto you. That's a summary of what I've been saying. And I'm happy there was a testimony that I came forth. One of the testimonies in which I was talking about Brother Daryl said God recalibrated him. God restored him. Praise the Lord. And every other thing was added unto him. He was far away from God. God pulled him back and said, my son, this is what I have for you. The same thing with me and you. We live a holy life. Every other thing that we're trusting God for will be added unto us. Praise the Lord. Now we're going to go into a few prayer points. And we're going to make some declarations. I believe it's the beginning of the year. I've already spoken for a while now, but I'm going to decrease are something things. I, I think Sister Shoba spoke into the year. And we're going to talk about these things. We're going to talk about it from the strength of where we know our identity. And one of your identity as a child of God is that you can make declarations. Okay, And wherever you are, we're going to pray. In 1 Corinthians 15, verse 57, it says, But thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But thanks be to God. So the victory is mine. So let's just go into prayer. You'll make these declarations after me wherever you are. And I believe as we're together, God will answer these uh, declarations in the mighty name of Jesus. We'll go through as many as we can. But please, I want you to take this seriously. Because as your witness before God, God will do it. Say, Father God, we thank you. Because you have given us victory. By the power in the name of Jesus Christ. The lion of the tribe of Judah, I declare that I am undefeatable, unconquerable, and I am totally, I am permanently victorious in Jesus' name. Any poison of doubt and discouragement that may be in my life, is hereby neutralized by the power of the blood of Jesus. Failure shall be far from me this year, and suction shall be my daily experience in Jesus' name. Every demonic assignment against my peace and the peace of my family, church, and community i declare failed in jesus name i am victorious in jesus name i declare that i shall not decrease i shall not diminish i shall not decay life shall not be deformed but i shall multiply i shall increase I shall flourish. There shall be no stopping or stalling my progress in Jesus' name. As Jesus increased in all areas, so shall I increase. My growth shall defy all predictions. My increase and enlargement shall be unprecedented. These are my declarations. And they are settled forever in the mighty name of Jesus. We'll go further. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, one thing else also is our heart. We need to make declarations about our heart. We need to be conscious about what our heart is saying to us, each one of us. Okay? So we're going to speak to our heart this year. Because in Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep your heart with diligence for out of it springs forth the issues of life. I declare wherever you are I declare my heart is under the control of the Holy Spirit. Christ is the king on the throat of my heart. My heavenly father holds the key to my heart. All forms of impurity and filled I hereby commanded to leave my heart. My heart is dedicated to the glory and praise of God in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I took those couple of declarations because it's very important for us this year is very, very, very important to us this year. As we're going to a year of holiness, as you have prayed those prayers, as you have made those decree, so shall it be, so shall it be. You know, this year we are bound to do exploits. It's a year of restoration. And that's what I say, we have victory. We have victory, we have victory. And I know that we shall live a victorious life in 2021. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Father Lord, I pray Lord. I declare, Father Lord, that everyone that is here today, Father Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father Lord. I declare, Father Lord, that we shall do exploits in the mighty name of Jesus, Father Lord. We shall be victorious in the mighty name of Jesus, Father Lord. What we said to do in our individual lives, Father Lord, we shall be victorious. Father, you have asked us, Father, To walk before you and be blameless, Father Lord. As we do this this year, Father Lord, victory shall be ours in the mighty name of Jesus, Father Lord. Victory shall be ours in the mighty name of Jesus, Father. Lord, as these words have gone forth, Father Lord, so they shall accomplish everything that they have set out to accomplish. Lord, we are not here physically, Lord, but Lord, I am praying for those that have come with a burden heart, Father Lord. Lord, we ask that you lift their burdens today in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, is there illness among us, Father? Is there anyone that's going through any any sickness right now Father Lord we pray for healing in the mighty name of Jesus Father Lord that is our portion that's our identity Father Lord if we have been crucified with you Father we have been crucified with you we have been buried with you and we have risen with you that means we are a new man we are a new creation Father Lord and there is no space for sickness in us in the mighty name of Jesus Father Lord Lord, I pray for anyone that is in our midst Father Lord that has lost his job or is looking for you for a change of job Father Lord Lord we pray for victory in the mighty name of Jesus, Father Lord. As we sit down before you, Father Lord, we are looking after you. You said, every other thing shall be added, Father Lord. No, we need jobs here to survive in this land, to take care of our families. Father Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, create the doors, Father Lord. Lord, as we're seeking you day in day out here, Father Lord, I decree that let there be a turning around in those situations in the mighty name of Jesus, Father Lord. Lord, I pray anyone that has come here, Father Lord, there is marital problems in their homes, Father Lord, with relatives, Lord, Prince of Peace, come into this situation in the mighty name of Jesus, Father Lord. Lord, I pray for anyone that is struggling with sin in our midst, Father Lord. Lord, we ask, Lord, that his conscience will not rest, Father Lord, until he confesses to you, Father Lord. And, Lord, you have promised, Father Lord, to give us a change of heart, Father Lord, to give us a new beginning, Father Lord. Lord, I pray for each soul, Lord, that you will have a new beginning, Father Lord. You will have a new beginning in the mighty name of Jesus, Father Lord. Lord, we pray for those that are needing comfort. Remember our pastor, Father Lord, that has gone home to India. Lord, we pray for comfort from above, Father Lord. Comfort from above, Father Lord, to come and settle every situation in the midst in the mighty name of Jesus, Father Lord. We pray for the success, Father Lord, of our children so many of them are here, Father Lord. Lord, in this present day and age, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus, Father Lord, that shall be a glorious year for them. We pray for the young adults, Father Lord, that are struggling to live a life of holiness. Father Lord, let this year be a light of righteous living for them in the mighty name of Jesus. If any parent, Father Lord, is here, Father Lord, that has concern about their child, Father Lord, Lord, I ask Lord that you grant them peace, Father Lord, that you take care of that child as they serve you, Father Lord. You will take care that that child will walk according to your words father lord those children shall not be uh, a disappointment unto us father lord they shall be for signs and wonders in this generation father lord lord i pray for the members of the bread of life that they shall stand out in the mighty name of jesus in their working places father lord we shall be a light we shall be a salt of the earth father lord lord we say thank you we thank you lord because we have seen evidences of you in our midst thank you lord because we have seen the testimonies that you have come forth lord we pray for more testimonies to come forth from your altar in the mighty name of jesus father lord thank you father lord for in jesus mighty name we have prayed amen amen i will call pastor leslie to please close